The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Well, good evening. Welcome back with us. It is a, uh, a snowy Tuesday here on WTMJ Nights. That's the big story of the night, of course. We'll be keeping an eye on the weather um, as you've been hearing, the Fleet Farm Storm Team has been following things all day. We'll continue to follow things throughout the night. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. If you want to get involved in the program, we'd love to have you. If you call in, you'll be talking to Aaron. Aaron, uh, his first time on nights, as far as I know, he is uh, he usually produces during the day. And they, Aaron, they drafted you to stay here tonight because Matt, uh, Matt's afraid of the snow or got snowed in or. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. He decided to play it safe tonight, and I can't blame him. It got a little rough out there. But yep, I'm filling in, and uh, maybe we'll be talking a lot more going forward, Brian. Who knows? Well, we're glad to have you. You've got a uh, you've got a good radio voice. It sounds uh, it sounds like you've done this before. So. <laughs> yeah, I have. I've been on the air before, and now in this new producing role at WTMJ, and I've been loving it. Wow, where'd you come from? I came from a small town in uh, Illinois, LaSalle, but I was working in Peru. Um, uh, it was a small radio station called Shaw Media, and yeah, we, we I did uh, some pop music stuff, country music, you know, stuff wow. like that, FM radio stuff, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. You familiar with the Super Bowl in Peru? Yes, I am. Actually, I've been there a bunch of times. Yes, I just did a show there a couple weeks ago. No way. How about it? How'd it go? Hey, oh, I've been working. I've been working the Super Bowl since you were... Just a glimmer in your daddy's eye. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I like to think I still am to, a glimmer in his eye. To the, the LaSalle Peru Metroplex to uh, to work at the Super Bowl. Well, glad you're here tonight. Uh, glad you are. Uh, you, so you worked this afternoon, and then you hunkered down and uh, and stayed in the building. So that is uh, your dedication knows no bounds, and we appreciate it. It is uh, it is crazy. That leads us to the text question of the night. Uh, are you? A shovel-as-you-go kind of person, or are you a wait-until-everything-is-done-to-shovel kind of person? 855-616-1620, that is the text question of the night. Shovel-as-you-go, or wait-till-everything's-done. This is that kind of snow. I know the—I actually got a hysterical call from my mother. Um, Now, you know, I've long (laughs) since—I've been out of my mom's house for a long time, but moms always worry about their kids, and so do dads. Uh, no matter what the age, and uh, I, my mom thinks I am. Well, she knows I, uh, you know, I'm of a certain age, and so she worries about me, especially when everybody on the news is calling this heart attack snow because it's so wet and slushy. And uh, so she called me, you know, oh please don't if you're going out to shovel, be very careful. Don't you have a snow blower? And I'm like, I do have a snow th- uh, snow blower, but it's not it's not going to work on this slush. It just it's, it doesn't. So I have to shovel, and I don't have I don't have a lot to shovel anymore. Uh, I live on a city lot, so I have just a little bit of sidewalk in front of the house and the walkway that go runs the length of the lot. So I don't have much of that, and a little bit of shoveling in the alley. But um, yeah, she's very worried, and I know you know I, I joked about this with somebody, and a couple people said, "Oh no, we know people who have." Uh, have actually died shoveling snow. And I'm not trying to be alarmist here when I say that. I'm just, please, uh, if you are shoveling, because it is unbelievably wet um, and heavy, just be careful. Take your time. This is a good time to, if you have a, 
If you have teenagers in your home, this is a good time to send them out to make a little dough. You know, maybe your next door neighbors, uh, you know, if they're a little older, you do that one for free. But then you go down the block and you, uh, you tell the kids to start making a little money. Um, there is, uh, what do we get? I wait till from the 262. I'm looking at a picture. Somebody sent me, uh, somebody sent me a picture. There's almost no snow. It looks like very little snow on the grass. I would describe it as a light dusting. And then it looks like just slush on the driveway. And they said they live near the lake. That's from uh, the 262. Another 262 number, I wait till the snow is done, and then I decide what I want to snow blow it or just drive through it in my... T- <laughs> oh, a commercial for their Dodge Ram pickup. There you go, Dodge Ram. Just drive through. Uh, yeah, that was Dave in Caledonia who sent that uh, the picture of his driveway. That doesn't look bad at all, except now if it gets as cold as they say it's going to get tonight, Dave... Uh, throw some salt down because that is going to be an ice rink out there. We are still under a winter storm warning. It is uh, effective at this moment. It is still effective until 3 o'clock tomorrow morning. You heard uh, Brian Nisnansky during Jessica's newscast saying he thinks it may be canceled early, but um, nothing has changed as of yet. Still under the winter storm warning. Uh, Still looking tomorrow for patchy and blowing snow. And uh, throughout the night, we're going to get some patchy and blowing snow. So I know we are uh, in Wisconsin. I know that this is part of the deal. I still can't help every year saying to myself, why do I still uh, put up with this kind of weather? I don't know. uh, I really don't know why, because I don't like it. I I don't like it. you know, I don't like the fact that I have to tell you that, hey, it's heart attack snow. We shouldn't, none of us should live where nature can kill you. And I know pretty much anywhere in the country, uh, there's a, a threat of nature. When we lived in California, it was wildfires and earthquakes. And I experienced both, and they're terrifying. But you don't have to bundle up, and you don't have to shovel them. And, uh, you know, of course, in the in the plains, you've got tornadoes. In the south, you've got hurricanes, and you've got flooding, and you've got... Uh, so every, there's always something. But the, uh, the heart attack snow is terrifying. All right, I was mentioning that you should get a teenager to help you. Maybe not a teenager, but I do have a... Uh, this I, I just found out about this today. A way that you can actually order some snow removal to your home. I'll share that with you. And uh, if you want to share some of your some of your snow stories and also the text question of the night, are you a shovel as you go or wait till it's all done? Snow remover, 855-616-1620. We got a lot to get to in a short amount of time on WTMJ Nights. Brian Newton, WTMJ Nights, 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talking text line. Our text question of the night, are you a shovel as you go or wait till it's all done, snow remover? Uh, I shoveled a little when I got uh, home from school today, just the deck so the dog would go out, and it was uh, it was a little rough. And now as soon as the show is over and I go, I will uh, shovel again to um, to try to get the slush off. Because it's going to freeze tonight. But I had I, there's certain things that I like to do myself. You know, I like I like during the spring and summer cutting the grass and trimming the the bushes and doing that stuff. Even though it's tiring, I like to do it. 
there is something satisfying to me about shoveling my own walk or my old house. Uh, I had a big driveway and I had a giant snow blower or snow thrower, however you want. I, I never, until I started uh, hanging out with people from Wisconsin, I always called them just snow blowers. But uh, I get a lot of uh, people saying, no, they're actually snow throwers. Aaron, where do you come down on the terminology? Between snow thrower and what was that? And snow blower. Oh, I'm definitely a thrower. Absolutely. A snow thrower. All right. Is there something that sets it apart from a snow blower? Oh, I just think it's the manpower, right? Could I, I see? I don't know. I had one that had uh, what do you call them? The big uh, augers, and that was so. I guess that was a snow thrower because that was a monster machine. Yeah. And oh yeah, I bet. Now I have a small. Uh, a small little electric jobber, and uh, that's a, just a snow blower. That's just tossing some stuff around. So it, maybe, maybe the size. It's not the size of the machine, but it is the size of the machine. Yeah, you got that right. So I mean, I is it need, easier to maneuver and use the smaller one? Well, uh, yes and no. Yes, because it's small, and I like I said, I don't have a lot of area to cover. Uh, Two, but it's. It's also I made the mistake of trying to save some money, so I got an electric, and now I got to deal with the cord, and oh. that was a that was a huge purchase mistake. Oh yeah, I bet. <laughs> the one I had before was this giant Aaron's double auger. Uh, it, it weighed it had to weigh <laughs> three hundred pounds. I mean, the thing was <laughs> monstrous. Oh yeah, but, man, it cleared snow like nobody's been. <laughs> it was. Unbelievable. I, I had so much fun using it that I would go down the block like two houses on each side of mine, just walking down the sidewalk. Oh, this is great. Yeah. It, would, it would chew up like most of the the path. So one one pass you could easily get by on the sidewalk. But I always come back because I'm very uh, anal retentive when it comes to my shoveling. I like clean, straight lines. Yeah. And I like to uh, make sure everything is aesthetically pleasing yeah it's like mowing the grass you want it to look good it just it's, it's not exactly about just having short grass you want you want it to look nice that is that is exactly the point yeah and if somebody drives past the house i go oh, there's a man <laughs> like i i would get up super early and maybe other people are like this i have to plow i have to do the driveway or had to do the driveway now i have to do the alley before anybody drives on it i can't have i can't have those uh, tire tracks on my Oh no! Driveway or alleyway? Bad for the aesthetic. Oh, it's it, there's a certain misplaced pride. And Aaron, the more you work with me, the more you'll know there's a, a lot going on upstairs that doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> hey, and uh, I'm with you. you. Know, the importance that I place on not having tire tracks on the driveway is uh, one of those things. A very important thing, I would argue. It is a very important thing, and that's why I don't. Uh, not that you know. Not that if. If I was incapacitated, my wife would shovel. Uh, wow. I don't want her to. <laughs> I don't, I don't want her well, to. she is a good wife in that case. Well, sure. I mean, what's she going to do? Stay in the house with snow everywhere if I can't, you know, if something if some something befalls me and I'm not able to get out and shovel, but she doesn't she doesn't have the the dedication to uh excellence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a different result. The, Oh God! It's where the like angled shovel patterns and not cleaning up. So the the little <laughs> uh, the little drip of snow between the shovel passes is still there. Yeah, it's uh, it's like I hired a chimp. 
to do the shovel. Yeah, the details matter in these things. In everything. Everything, Aaron. That's how you, how you do something is how you do everything. You got that right. Oh, John Wick 4, uh, where all my, all my philosophy comes from the John Wick series of movies. But anyway, if you're, if you're not like me and you're like, I, I, listen, I'd love to have somebody come and do this. I didn't know there's an app called Plows and Mows, and it is basically like Uber or DoorDash for snow removal and other landscape needs. But right now, it's obviously for snow removal. They connect users in Milwaukee and uh, across other areas in the Northeast and the Midwest with landscaping professionals who can complete either same-day or next-day residential snow plowing, shoveling, or other winter landscaping jobs. This, I you know, my mom's 87, 86. Um, thankfully, she found somebody um, who will come, and he does the neighbor's snow and a couple other houses in the in the neighborhood. So she hired him, which is great. But this is something, if you don't have somebody who can uh, clean your snow for you, you can schedule either one-time services. Um, you can ske- It's on an app. So you go to iOS or Android, you uh, download this app, and then you kind of put in when you want the snow removal. You uh, enter your address, your driveway size, and how much snow you need removed. The app then will tell you the price for your service, and they'll connect you with a service provider. So its uh, costs are based on the amount of snow, the size of the driveway, a couple other factors, according to the owner. In Milwaukee, the average snow removal price is normally around $55. Um, They will also do salting. Snow blowing mm-hmm, and pathway shoveling for extra, extra, ec- bleh, hold on. I think my mouth just froze for an extra charge. There we go. That's better. Uh, in some areas, they even offer a white glove service where professionals clean cars, the snow off your car parked outside. That's a little lazy. Uh, if you can't, uh, if you can't clean the snow off your own car. Now, of, I have to, I have to clarify. Because, Aaron, this might surprise you, even though you've been in the the radio racket for a while. Sometimes people take offense to something and uh, overreact. No. And they will say, wait a minute. Am I lazy if we've got three feet of snow and it's on top of my car? Uh, No, of course. But I'm not talking blizzard conditions. Relax. You know what I mean. So there you go. So plows, P-L-O-W-Z and mows, M-O-W-Z, if that's uh, something you want, they'll they cover Milwaukee, Madison, Green Bay areas. They'll go. Uh, they've got hundreds of snow professionals. They said, and they'll go about thirty miles outside of uh, the Milwaukee city limits. So just in case, in case things get dicey tonight, and uh, we're supposed to get more snow on Friday. Oh, thank goodness! Isn't that a lovely thought? Um, there's just a little something extra. Uh, Judy B texts in. She shovels as she goes. If I wait till it's all done, it might be too much. Um, <laughs> other texters giving, giving uh, some insight to Aaron and trying to uh, set him up to ask questions so he's up to speed on all the neuroses of the show. That would take way too long. We're only here for an hour. I'm uh, going to get there. I'll get there. Well, Aaron and I are working together Friday uh, from noon to 3, 
And I don't think, unless Tommy also is afraid of the snow, he, uh, you won't be in Friday night, but we'll be together Friday afternoon. So we'll, I'm sure we'll delve into more things. And who knows? We still got a little time here. Let's do this. And then, um, boy, oh boy, I don't know if you've heard this story. It just, it, it kind of ties in something that I've always had this weird desire to do with, uh, an aspect that I would never do. What am I talking about? We'll find out after this. WTMJ. Getting some uh, more responses to our text question of the night. Are you a shovel as you go or wait till it's all done? Snow remover. Todd in Milwaukee says he used his snow blower tonight. It worked wonderful through the slop on the ground. I am happy for you, Todd. Yeah, I'll tonight. I'm just going to make a quick pass. I'm not going to. Br- <laughs> Because like I said, I wish, you know, sometimes in hindsight, you think you're spending or saving a couple bucks when in reality, um, you're not, you're just making more. Had I spent like another hundred bucks and the problem was I bought this last winter when they were saying we were going to get all this snow and we didn't. And had I just spent like another hundred bucks, I could have got a nice, uh, you know, gas blower the same size. And, but anyway, um, from the 414, what happened to kids on the block that make money? I remember cleaning all our neighbors' homes, and I only made one or one or two bucks. Listen, I'm telling I said at the beginning, if you have teenagers, get them a shovel and get them out. Get them out hustling. They'll come. One, they might make a little money. Two, they're going to come home tired. Uh, I wouldn't send them out, like, late at night now, like, after dark. But when they get home from school, that's a good time to do it. Because I don't know if I want, uh, you know. Teenagers banging on, on people's doors at, in the middle of the night. Just uh, people are wacky. Speaking of wacky, uh, you may have heard this story. It, it amazes me. A Bass Pro Shop in Alabama, a man is in custody um, for after he jumped naked into the massive aquarium at a Bass Pro Shop. I don't know if you've been in a Bass Pro Shop. They all have that that giant aquarium with, uh, you know, I don't know, bass or trout or whatever. I don't know, fish. But they have big fish swimming around in there. And I can't be the only one who has stood there looking at that and going, man, I'd like to jump in there and swim around. But I would never jump in there and swim around naked. I wouldn't mind taking a dip in there and uh, hanging out with the fish. Well, this 42-year-old man... Uh, He was reportedly acting erratically. Yeah, you think? He drove his vehicle into a pole in the parking lot, and then he got out of his vehicle, took off his clothes, which we all do after an accident. Get a little fender bender, pants come off. He ran into the pro shop. He jumped right into the aquarium. It might have been like that scene in uh, Talladega Nights where Will Ferrell thought he was on fire after he had the accident. Maybe this guy was... uh, Channeling Ricky Bobby is from Alabama. That's where Talladega is. Uh, no, is Talladega in Alabama? I think so. Anyway, wherever it is. And then a uh, video was taken, showed the man do a cannonball into the aquarium, and then he stood under the waterfall. Uh, police officers came in, started to walk up the stairs. He exited the water, yelled something, and then dove back in. He continued to shout at officers before he climbed over the side of the aquarium and dropped to the concrete floor where he was apparently knocked out. So uh, he was only in the water about five minutes. We'll find out, hopefully, uh, you know, what happened. But that is that. Should kids go to fancy restaurants? The Internet is all abuzz. We'll get your opinions and more. 
855-616-1620 is the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. Feel free to jump in. We're here until 8 o'clock. Then, after the news, it's Bucks Weekly with our man Justin Garcia. So uh, get ready for that. If you are a parent, you know that sometimes you want to have a little time away from your kids. You love your kids. Who doesn't love their kids? But then, you know, you also want to be a grown-up. And you want to go to a place that um, just grown-ups go. Or that you would hope that just grown-ups go. We've talked about this before. The internet gets uh, in a rage about this every once in a while. Well, a new a new uproar is happening on TikTok, which is where all the good uproars happen nowadays. Used to be, oh, back in my day, you just had to argue out on the street. But now you can argue on the internet. Yeah, so TikTok, a mom from Oklahoma is very upset that um, a family took their children to an upscale restaurant and the children were very loud. So my question to you at 855-616-1620, should you bring kids to nice restaurants? You can define kids however you want because we've all been in restaurants where people are there with infants, people are there with uh, grade school kids, middle school kids. I think once you're junior, senior in high school, you're in college, we're not talking about those kids. We're talking about maybe younger kids like that. All right, so here's the scenario. She and her husband, this woman, uh, Kelsey Davis is her name, she posted on TikTok, oh, she was very mad. She had a Karen vibe to her, I'm going to say. Don't take your expletive deleted kids to nice restaurants. She has five children herself. So this is not some, you know, um, young person or some uh, woman without children. She has five kids of her own. She says, don't take your blanking kids to nice restaurants because there's some married couples who pay to get rid of their kids for the evening. That sounds awful. Pay to get rid of their kids for the evening to go have a nice dinner. Uh, it doesn't have to be a married couple. It could be any adult. But all right, we'll go with we'll go with her scenario to set this up. She posted this video last week. So it, she went out to dinner on December 30th. So right before New Year's Eve, it's got uh, over 60,000 views. Not quite viral yet, but uh, it's getting there. So she says she was in this restaurant, and uh, there was a family next to her with four kids, and she guessed that they ranged from 9 to 12 years old. And these kids played games on their iPads so loud that you couldn't hear the music in the restaurant. I will say this. Children from 9 to 12 years old don't need to have iPads in a restaurant. If your kids can't sit at a table for, you know, a nicer restaurant, maybe an hour and a half tops, maybe two hours. If you're taking little kids to a restaurant that's going to take you over two hours to eat, you might want to rethink it. But even so, 9 to 12 years old, they should be able to sit at a restaurant calmly and talk to their family without having tablets. But that's just me. Now, if you have like a two-year-old and you want to put on a little bluey so the kid shuts up and you can eat your uh, eat your dinner, I've I've changed my view on that. I used to think no, but now I'm all for it. It's like, yeah, okay. If they're that little and they need something, that's fine. Uh, all right. So this is where I don't mean to sound elitist because, Aaron, you're going to learn this. I am far from that. On some things. She made it sound from her uh, initial railings, she went to an upscale restaurant. Uh, Our meal was over $140 with tip. 
Now, $140, that's, you know, that's a lot of money if you're going out to dinner, but it's not upscale restaurant prices. You can spend $140 if you go to your, you know, if you go anywhere that's not a fast food joint, you you could go to Chili's and spend for a couple $140. If you have a couple drinks and, uh, you know, you get your baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back ribs and an app or whatever. Um, so anyway, but either way, she went to a restaurant. It's a uh, Cajun restaurant in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I know the prices are probably different in Tulsa, but whatever. It's a Cajun restaurant. She'd been waiting for to go there to get a table for a year, she said. She hired a babysitter to enjoy the night without her kids. She says, people, leave your kids at home. Get a babysitter. Don't take them because I want a good night with my husband, and I just feel exhausted from that date night. So thanks for that. Hmm. Entitled much? I think so. Uh, she told uh, she told Today.com and her you know, TikTok post, she was excited to finally get a table at the restaurant. She said the food was amazing, but it was such a stressful experience because of that one awful family. She described them as loud, obnoxious, and had absolutely no regard for other diners. As you can imagine, TikTok is divided. Some people are with her. Some people say, no, you know, you should uh, you just relax. You should uh, know that people are going to bring their kids out. All right, here's... Here's where I fall on this. If it truly is an upscale restaurant, somewhere fancy, and and we all have different we all have different definitions of what fancy is. I'm gonna say if you're going to a you know a really nice supper club, or you're going out somewhere where you know it's going to be people celebrating a special occasion, or maybe it's known for romantic dining. No, don't bring your kids. There's there's a million places that you can take your kids. And I, when my when our daughter was little, we took her out to restaurants. And of course, we started at restaurants that were a little more family friendly. And that way she was able to learn how to behave when we got when as she got older and if we went to somewhere a little bit nicer or if we were uh, the whole family was going somewhere she knew how to act and i think that's a that's a big thing we have to teach our children aren't born knowing how to act at a restaurant you have to teach them and that goes back to what i was saying before about not having the the ipads and the tablets if you're 9 to 12 years old as these kids were but I don't think it's wrong to say, you know, if your kids can't behave or can't be quiet, then they don't belong. I'm not going to make a blanket statement because I, you know, there are some restaurants that don't allow kids, and that's up to the owners of the restaurant, and that's fine. But if you are going to allow kids, then it's on the parents to make sure their kids know how to behave. And if your family is causing a ruckus, you need to shut it down. Now, Aaron, I don't know. Uh, I don't know your age or your uh, status. Do you have Do you have kids? No, I do not. I'm 25. I live at my right. girlfriend, but no kids yet. No kids yet. Do you? But I would imagine occasionally you and your girlfriend go out to a nice dinner. 
Oh yeah, I take her to Olive Garden when we when we want to get a little fancy, you know. Look at you, uh-huh. unlimited breadsticks, making that radio money. <laughs> That's what there I'm saying. You, you get some soup and salad whenever you sure. want it to. Come on, fill her up before you get to the uh, entrees. Oh yeah, I <laughs> just could eat another thing. I know, honey. Oh yeah, I understand. <laughs> it makes. I mean, those breadsticks are just to die for. Oh, I'm not. Listen, you're not going to get any shade thrown from me about the uh, all you can eat breadsticks and soup and salad. At, uh, Olive <laughs> well, good. So, I'm glad. That's no, that's that's good stuff. But like Olive Garden, Olive Garden is what I'm talking. That is a family restaurant. You know, that's a place. That's a place where you expect to see families with kids, right? So, but even at Olive Garden, I'm sure if Aaron and his girlfriend are sitting in the booth, uh, you know, making eyes at each other and eating a breadstick like Lady and the Tramp, they don't want some little kids at the next table screaming and yelling. Would it, would that be accurate? Yeah, that would be a vibe kill in a way, you know. But like you said, though, it's Olive Garden, so you you limit your expectations a little bit when it comes to that type of stuff. <laughs> Well, that's true. That's true. But I still, I still think it's incumbent on the parents, even at Olive Garden, or I don't know. I don't care if you're at Culver's. If your kids are acting up, you got to tell them, "Hey, settle down. There's other people here. You're not an animal." You know, you if just, I'm at Culver's, they better, they better be quiet. I need to focus and enjoy that. Well, I yeah. Listen, anywhere I'm, anywhere I'm eating, Aaron, I, I need laser sharp focus. Oh yeah, because I'm, uh, I'm all in, and uh, it's. This is why. That's part of the reason we don't go out. We go, we go out occasionally, but most of the time we'll just bring something in. I just, I'm, uh, I just don't want to deal with people who are jerks, and so it's like, well, we'll just go to go to the restaurants that we like and get the stuff and bring it home. Sometimes we do go out, but uh, you know. So what do you think? Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Where does the responsibility fall, and should children be allowed? Or should you bring your children to an upscale restaurant, even if it is Tulsa, Oklahoma? We'll talk about that and more. we got a lot to get to. It's WTMJ Nights. Oh, my goodness. Talking about this uh, woman complaining that uh, family brought their kids to a quote-unquote upscale restaurant and um, they were very loud. They were on their uh, tablets and all kinds of things, and uh, she was not happy. So that was the question. From the 414, my definition of a fancy restaurant would include a price tag of about $140 per person. Yeah, this woman, for reference, said her ta- her total bill was $140, which is not cheap, but, like, I don't know. When I think fancy or upscale, it's like something you, you save up for. It's a special occasion kind of restaurant, you know, because... We've gone out, or we've we've gone out, and it's easy to spend a hundred bucks, um, which is a very nice. Back to the text, which is a very nice steak and whatever sides, a nice bottle of wine and orange drinks. Oh, you gotta have some orange drinks. It's interesting when people bring their kids because they ask for things that are not on the menu: hot dogs, chicken fingers, mac and cheese without lobster. However, I find loud adults more bothersome than children. I will agree with that sentence. I have I can have a little more to, I can have more tolerance for young children, less tolerance for like high school age children, and almost zero tolerance for adults. Because adults should know better. And if you don't know better, stay home. You know? Order DoorDash. We don't need you out in public ruining our evening. Uh before I get to this next story, I have to I have to uh bring this up. Now, Aaron had mentioned that he 
went to went on dates with his girlfriend to Olive Garden, which I think is fine. That's a perfect kind of date restaurant. Um, we won't name names, Aaron, but people at the station have uh, have been giving you a hard time because they don't think Olive Garden is fancy enough to take a, your girlfriend. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on. I told them, you know, there was a certain night, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm taking out my girlfriend for a date," and I said Olive Garden, and they, I got a bunch of laughs in response, as if that was like a horrible, crazy thing to be doing. I don't know what kind of uh, elitists were. I'm shocked by this. Yeah. I thought we were working with, uh, you know, people who were still in touch with the common man, which is, <laughs> there's nothing wrong. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with Olive Garden. No, not at all. In fact, I think it's a fine establishment. It Listen, there, uh, you know, when you're there, you're family. We know that. Um, there was a joke. I can't remember. I can't remember who told uh, a comedian I worked with years ago. Uh, he was kind of bashing Olive Garden, and he said, uh, you know, there's never been a mob hit at an Olive Garden, which is true. Uh, and while I do go to more local Italian eateries, I've, you know, I've gone to Olive Garden plenty of times. And they, so they were making fun of you for Olive Garden. Then you said they made fun of you for going to a, like an out, or a Longhorn Steak or Texas Roadhouse Steak Place. I don't, I, boy, oh boy. This is uh, this is a little shocking. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, you know the Roadhouse one. I was going. You know what? That's uh, you get great pr- prices on steaks. They, you get you get some great rolls, some mashed potatoes. I'm like, it's just all great at a good price. That's what I'm looking for That's out here. The, you know? See, yes, it's. I don't I, listen. I don't know. I know. Who, I know one person who said it. Uh, I respect them very much. I don't know why they. Uh, you know. You don't always have to have a steak that costs a hundred bucks. <laughs> Sometimes you can just have a steak that costs twenty bucks. Yeah, give me an eighteen dollar you know one. I'm I'm cool with that. And it tastes like a steak. That's all right. That's all. Is it the best steak on the planet Earth? Is it dry aged for weeks? In uh, no, but you know what? It's still tasty. Uh, from the eight one five, I've been to dinner at some nice steak places in Tulsa and Oklahoma City, Fort Worth, with cowboys who were a lot louder than most kids. Yeah, cowboys tend to be loud. That's because they're out on the range hollering at each other, you know, over the over the horse and the cattle. Uh, we got a call. Who is, who's on the line there, uh, Aaron? This is Anna. Anna, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. Hello, Anna. Welcome to the Hi, show. Hi, I'm Anna, and I'm a server at a, have, at a fine dining restaurant, roughly 60 to $80 a person. And okay. I've had numerous, numerous families bringing in their kids, and then they bring in their McDonald's for their kids. What? That leave messes everywhere, so they don't order the food for the kids. They bring in their own food. And at least in the three years I've been there, I've been told at least ten times that part of them going out to eat is having someone else clean up their kids' mess. Whoa! <laughs> what? Oh, and that, Anna, that, said, that upsets me probably more. for them to go out to eat because someone else gets to clean it up. I can't believe I people would actually say that to you. Yeah, that numerous un- times, numerous times. One, I'm surprised. I've never seen, I've never been at a restaurant where somebody was able to bring in food from another place. That's And that's oh, on, yes, your, on the owner. Made. That's, Wow. I've never seen that. Yeah. You know, I've seen I've seen moms with like a, a Ziploc bag of Cheerios for their infants, but 
Oh, no, never a is, happy you know, meal. Happy meals. <laughs> yeah. Asking for wow. plates and making a mess, opening up the salt shakers, dumping them on the floor, climbing on tables, wow. asking them, you need to, you know, this isn't safe. You can't do this. I'm sorry. You have to. Does the manager you know, you ever to... step in? Uh, unfortunately, no. She says that's so, my responsibility. Well, that's, see, that, that and I is. Can, 99% of the time I'm told that it's part of going out to eat. I get at least maybe a 5% tip from these people. <laughs> wow. Anna, see these yes. people coming, you got to run. I am, uh, I can't believe that that <laughs> happens. Uh, thank you for sharing that story. I hope it's not happening uh, widespread, but have a great night, Anna. That is, uh, boy, that's awful. Uh, and the final thought from the 414, I think children should be allowed, but I think parents, guardians need to keep them respectful of all the other diners. If there's a problem, then the restaurant has the right and obligation to ask them to leave. Yeah, and if, if a, an adult tells you, well, part of going out is my kids make a mess and somebody else cleans it up. No, servers, waiters and waitresses are not your slaves. They're not your employees. They're bringing you food that you order. Grow up. Take some responsibility. All right, listen, we got to get out of here. I know time is short, but uh, we'll be back tomorrow night. For, and uh, we'll cover some of the stuff we did tonight, and we'll cover some more things. On the other side of the news, it's Bucks Weekly with our man Justin Garcia. Aaron, great working with you. I will work with you again on Friday. Thank you for all your help. And thank you for listening and being part of the show. Talk to you again tomorrow night right here on WTMJ.